one out, bottom of the ninth. Wright State eight, Tennessee five. Ball hit high in the air into right field. Going back is Sayer, and Tennessee can say hello with Tom. A grand slam in the bottom of the ninth. You can't draw it up any better. A loaded, and I mean absolutely loaded, Section YY8 podcast this week, Gavin. We are packed to the brim. So much to talk about. It's June, and we're still talking about Tennessee baseball which never happens this time of year. And there's other stuff going on at UT. Football has renovations going on at Neyland Stadium, possibly affecting yours truly. Just a ton of stuff going on right now. So a huge show this week, Gavin. Are, are you buckled up and ready to go? Let's get it going. Now, Gavin wasn't here last week, and I said I was going to address this. Did you or did you not – watch the SEC baseball tournament championship game, Tennessee versus Arkansas. Okay, so I technically did not watch it. Um, but since then, I have not been getting on Twitter and watching it. So uh, we have won every game since that. Um, after the Alabama game, I didn't watch or check Twitter for the Mississippi State game, and we won pretty handily. Then we, I didn't watch against Bama or even check Twitter. And then I checked Twitter for the Arkansas game. So I guess, I guess me just looking at my phone caused that loss. So you accused me because I was sending you Snapchats of things that were going on yeah. in one of the games. I don't remember which one. And you I'm were like, sure crap, it was the Arkansas team. It may have been. You were like, crap, I saw it. It was either yeah. that game or, or Wright State. I think it was Arkansas. I don't think it I sent a, you anything on Friday. I think it was week. a, I think it was a red team. So it was it either was. Alabama or Arkansas. It, I think it was Arkansas because I'm pretty sure it was, it was Sunday. But um, yeah, Gavin supposedly didn't watch, and I wasn't there. So it's somebody's fault that Tennessee lost. It wasn't mine. You know, I was here. Right. So I'm going to go with that. You didn't watch. It was just one of those fluke things that happened. Um, but on rare occasions, so Tennessee had an eventful weekend in baseball last weekend with mm-hmm. the regionals in Knoxville, Tennessee, Liberty, Wright State, and Duke. We'll dive into that here very shortly. We'll talk about the obviously Tennessee won. Spoiler alert if unless you've been under a rock, you had to have known that. And they're hosting the Super Regionals this weekend against the LSU Tigers, SEC West foe, who Tennessee played earlier this year. Mm -hmm. We'll talk about them coming to town and also the ticket fiasco that went on earlier this week with the UT ticket office. We'll talk about that. As I mentioned earlier, there's some um, news about facility upgrades and renovations on campus that came out. A couple days ago, um, Neyland Stadium, the Anderson Training Facility, all that good stuff on campus 
that athletes use and coaches use is involved in a master plan. We'll, we'll get into that. A new campaign to fund that has been announced. I, I kind of thought this had to be coming soon because that was one of the things that wasn't really going on under the last athletic director. You know, your, your idol, your good friend, Coach Former. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> but it um, they kind of put something out, and then COVID hit, and it kind of went by the wayside, and then all the stuff happened with football last fall. But I, I was – a while back, I was wondering – I thought one of the things Danny White might do early on was get, get to this, and it came out this week. So we'll dive into that. Also, update on my Cubs, your all's Braves, and Gavin's Rangers. What kind of week did the Rangers have? We'll let Gavin dive into that. And finally, one thing I've been really excited about, and the list just keeps growing, and I can't wait to talk about this. The list keeps growing. We've talked about it over the last couple of weeks, about the things Trump was right about, but the fake news media and the Trump haters kept painting in another picture saying he was wrong, racist, whatever it was. Well, now it's there's more and more every week coming out that President Trump was right about. So we'll get to that. I know Gavin's excited. We talked about it before we started recording. He's really excited to talk about it. So am I. Oh, yeah. I'm giddy. But uh, we'll get to that toward the end of the show. All right. Tennessee, as you heard in the intro, won some – won a dramatic game on Friday night. That was one of the craziest college sporting events I've watched as far as the intensity, the back and forth, and then the drama at the end. Um, I wasn't there. I tried to get tickets, got on too late. They were sold out. I couldn't really go anyways. But um, I was at the – first off, Gavin, have you seen the clip? Oh, I, know yeah. you didn't, I know you didn't watch live, but right. have you seen the clip of what happened to end the Wright State game on Friday night? Yeah, I've seen the clip. It's kind of hard not to if you uh, get on that Twitter.com machine. Um, it's posted everywhere, and it's it's absolutely amazing. Um, I usually try to, like, recap the game, especially if when I can't and don't watch. Um, I try to recap the game to see what actually happened. Um, I only don't watch, so we win. So, um, it's actually pretty entertaining, but I'm just getting the game in like 15 seconds versus your like six hours or whatever. Right. It is. Um, I've seen a lot of, so if, if you have been under a rock or just woke up from a coma or something like that, Tennessee was playing right state. They were the four seed. Tennessee's the one seed in the region. Duke was two. And Liberty was three. Liberty beat Duke earlier in the day on Friday at Lindsey Nelson Stadium. So Tennessee, Wright State played that night. Tennessee trailed in the game eight to five. Um, they had they had led at, at different points of the game, but they let Wright State. Wright State played a better game, I thought. Um, and Tennessee had problems with the um with the home plate umpire, I know you didn't watch the game, Gavin, so you probably don't know this. Tennessee had issues with the home plate umpire, and this was an issue all weekend with not just Tennessee, but all the teams, I believe, that were there. Tennessee had a lot of issues Friday night 
with the home plate umpire, and I think they let it bother him a little bit. He got him out. He was trying to keep batters in the batter's box. A lot of batters these days like to roam around between pitches, take a stroll and test the wind and take a leak. I don't know what they're doing. I never did that when I played. Of course, I didn't bat a whole lot either, but I, I know one was uh, Max Ferguson. He Between every pitch, he would want to take 5, 10, 15 steps out of the box, and they were trying to keep him in there, and that, that was an argument going back and forth. The strike zone was an argument going back and forth. There was a lot of back and forth between the Tennessee dugout players on the field and the coaches with the home plate umpire. I felt like they let that bother him a little bit. And Wright State, man, they're good. These teams that were in this region were good baseball teams. Liberty was a great baseball team, I thought. Um, if they were in any other region, they might have won it. I mean, I thought they had a chance to beat UT a couple times this past weekend. I've seen Wright, a lot of people saying that our regional was the hardest. Yeah, yeah can and you I, confirm? And I didn't, yeah, I, I mean, it was tough, I thought. But I didn't watch – I tried to watch some of the others. Obviously, couldn't watch all of them. I watched – the Oxford Regional with Ole Miss, Southern Miss, um, Florida State. I can't remember the other team that was there. Southern Miss, who's been pretty good at baseball the last few years, gave Ole Miss all they wanted and then some and took them to an elimination game. Florida State is is always perennially tough in baseball. Um, I thought the weakest region was Notre Dame. Go and look at some of their scores. They were beating teams like 26 to 3. 13 to nothing, stuff like that. That was pretty pathetic. And they were a way lower seed than Tennessee. And I know they had to do a lot of uh, matchups this year based on regional, you know, where team schools were located because of China virus supposedly still being around and all the variants. And um, so they kept trying to keep teams local. This is why you see Wright State, Liberty, and Duke in Knoxville. And it was tough. I mean – Wright State's got some good ball players. That center fielder they got is, you know, he was ranked pretty highly by MLB draft experts. But, anyways, long story short, Wright State led eight to no, eight to five going into the bottom of the ninth. Tennessee was the home team. They brought in their closer. He he let the first guy on with a walk. Uh, I believe the next guy popped out for Tennessee. Um, I believe the next. I'm trying to pull up the box score, the play-by-play. I believe the next batter got on by a – okay, here it is. Pavoloni singled the third base to get on. Um, Spence flied out to right field. Ferguson singled the center. So then you got two on with one out. Um, Rucker, they, they changed pitchers. Their closer was struggling. That was their closer. So they went to the pen. Um, Jake Rucker walked. So you've got bases loaded, one out, and Drew Gilbert comes to the plate. And I'm sitting here on the couch. Well, I'll tell you kind of how things went for me that night. I'm sitting on the couch watching it. Nobody's here in the Section YY8 studios except for me. In the renovated, Gavin can attest, oh, yeah. the renovated Section YY8 studios. Beautiful. They're now complete. Um, just got to get some grass growing outside. But anyway, um, I'm sitting here saying Drew Gilbert does not need to swing at at least the first pitch, maybe not the second one, because 
Wright State's pitching staff was really struggling throwing strikes that ninth inning, and crowd was back, was into it, trying to urge the balls on. Well, the first pitch, Max Ferguson about falls down, he swings so hard. And you could tell he's trying to tomahawk one out of Lindsey Nelson Stadium, and he missed. And I'm sitting here thinking this is not going to end well. He's going to either strike out or he's going to hit a pop fly and not get anybody moved up. We're not going to get anything about it, out of it. Um, I was really hoping that he could get a ball in the gap or one of the corners that would at least score two, but it would give an opportunity for that runner at first to get to get home, especially if he got one in the gap. I wasn't even thinking about a home run. That was the last thing that crossed my mind. I mean, you just don't think about Grand Slam home runs to win it at any level. It just don't happen that much. Well, the very mm-hmm. next pitch, Wright State's pitcher um, – I don't know his name. I can't see his whole name on this, what I'm looking at. He just – he hung a curveball. It was a terrible pitch. And Drew Gilbert absolutely tomahawked it. I've seen reports that it landed in the middle of the Tennessee River. It may have landed on the helipad at, at UT Medical Center. It was headed that direction. But nobody's ever confirmed where the ball landed. But Grand Slam home run, Tennessee wins in one of the wildest endings – of a Tennessee sporting event, I can remember. I think the only one that tops it is the Hail Mary at Georgia in 2016. Um, that's awesome that uh, baseball is doing this for us, uh, giving us stuff to talk about too. Um, it's the fourth walk-off that we've had this season. Um, before this season, the last walk-off that Tennessee baseball had was in 2010. Uh, just to tell you where our program's kind of headed. Um, it's, uh, it's nuts. It was uh, phenomenal. They've been kind of a team of destiny, it seems like, this year. I mean, they're very talented, don't get me wrong, but they come up with big hits. They come up with big plays when they need it. Um, they've done it all year long. I mean, the, the big hits by Evan Russell against Vandy, um, he we had some was it Ferguson against Arkansas hit a home run to win it, um, and then this weekend, you know what we what we saw there against Wright State on Friday night was just incredible. I the um, the crowd there when you watched it on TV just went absolutely insane. I mean the it, it was just incredible to see, and I know I ran outside and was yelling and going on. I, I hadn't been that excited about a UT sporting event in a long time. And I ran outside and started yelling. And my, I'm, I'm shocked my neighbors didn't call the police, wondering what in the world was going on. Not but, shot, uh, but yeah, shocked. Shocked. <laughs> and if you've been to my neighborhood, you would understand what Gavin's talking about. Uh, um, also, me, gunshots. Um Yeah. <laughs> Uh, what was I going to say? Oh, UT Medical Center. Did you see the comment from that baseball coach that said he would hang, he would put it high and tight on yes. inside? That's yeah. nuts. It was some guy from – I think they said he Colorado. was in Colorado or Nevada or something. So, Drew Gilbert hits the home run and he pimps it. A lot of these kids do that just on a solo shot these days. But, I mean, he – I'm not a big fan of that, but I think they should be able to celebrate. Joe Carter did it in the 92 World Series when he beat Philadelphia on a home run to win the World Series. He jumped up and ran around the bases. Now, Drew Gilbert took it to the next level by 
standing there looking at it, tossing his bat up in the air. It took him about five minutes to get around the base paths or the base path. And then when he did, he, he chucked his helmet across the field. But that's what happened. That's the spoils of, of winning. You get mm-hmm. to do that stuff. And I, I just – I don't understand the – I mean, I'm all about throwing at people when I'm pitching if they've wronged me in some way, but not for that. Come on. I mean, the I other team – I think the other guys would have done it as well. Right. It's just uh, – and it's kind of the way we play, and I think everybody thinks we're the bad guys, and I kind of love it. Good. Uh, we're playing to the villain role, and it is amazing. I love being bad. I love being hated, and I love being good. So everybody else hates me. A lot it's of a lot of Vanderbilt people on social media were criticizing. Of course, they don't like us. Feelings mutual, I think. Um, they didn't like that that was going on. And then the very next night, at like two in the morning, one of their players hits a go-ahead grand slam not i mean it won it but it wasn't a game ending they were the visiting team and they were doing this i mean not to the extent gilbert was but they were still running around throwing bats i mean they were doing the same thing they were criticizing drew gilbert for doing Mm -hmm. i just i it it's sports guys it's fun let let these kids have fun um I can't say that I would do that. I would probably run around the bases with a fist up in the air and yelling and going on. I probably wouldn't have stood there and looked at it and threw my bat 35 feet in the air and then thrown my helmet, but I definitely would have celebrated. Don't get me wrong. But uh, I just thought that that was bull crap, that guy posting that, that he would basically give him sweet call to have sweet chin music played on Drew Gilbert. And then he deleted it. Like, if you're going to be a man about it, then say it and say it. problem with people, and they post, they post stuff about anything, and then they get scared of it, and they delete it. Why? It's Don't how you were thinking. Just just let it slide. If you wanted to post it, and you had the confidence to post it in the first place, yeah. let it fly. Don't be, be scared because you, uh, you got a little um, uh, a spotlight on you. on you. Yeah. <laughs> So Tennessee won that Friday night game. Obviously, as you can tell, nine to eight, big win. Uh, come back the next night. We got to take on Liberty. Tennessee jumped out to an early lead on Liberty. I believe it was five nothing, uh, maybe six nothing, maybe seven nothing. I can't remember. Um, let's see the box score. Tennessee won nine to three. Liberty climbed back into it in the. Let's see. Tennessee jumped out four, five, six, seven to nothing in the first three innings. Hit a ton of home runs. Um, let's see. Liam Spence hit two. Drew Gilbert hit one. Luke Lipsius hit two. Two, four, five home runs in the first three innings. Hmm. I mean, it was home run derby the whole weekend at Lindsey Nelson State. Every game, I think we had the most home runs all weekend in a regional. Yeah, at, we did at, at this regional. But Tennessee jumped out five nothing. Liberty got three in the six, mainly on errors on Tennessee errors. Um, to climb back into it at five to three. Tennessee got a clutch two out hit in the top of the eighth from somebody. Uh, Dirk Hay singled down the right field line, two RBIs. Lipsy has scored, Drew Gilbert scored, and that kind of put it away at nine to three. So Tennessee went two and zero, advanced to the championship game. 
of the regional. Liberty beat Duke on Sunday afternoon to go to the championship game against the Vols, where the Vols ended up winning. It was a good get, good baseball game, three to one. Tennessee won that game on uh, Sunday night, and uh, it was a tight game back and forth. Very well played game. Uh, not a lot of miscues on both sides. No errors. Tennessee scored one in the third, two in the fifth. Uh, Liberty scored one in the sixth, but Tennessee was able to get out of a couple jams. Will Heflin for Tennessee threw another great game in what could have been his last game at Lindsey Nelson, but it looks like he might get another shot this weekend. Um, Hopefully he doesn't because that means we're not playing on Monday because he's usually the – you know, once we've gotten into the postseason, he's usually the Saturday starter during the season, but – they put him as the number three, which is a good move on their part. Um, let the two other studs go. But Heflin went five and a third, one run on four hits, one walk, eight strikeouts um, on 97 pitches. Through a really good game. Sean Hudlin came in, got the save three and two-thirds innings, only allowed one hit, struck out five um, in 65 pitches. He basically came in, shut him down, didn't let Liberty have any life. So uh, the Volunteers, 48 and 16, with two wins this weekend. They'll, if they can win two games against LSU this weekend, 50 wins. And it's incredible to me that Tennessee baseball has turned it around to get to a place where they're winning 50 baseball games in a season. I, I knew Tennessee was going to be good this year. I just didn't see this coming, though. I don't think a lot of people did, uh, to be honest with you. But, um, I know we're all happy it's uh it's here for sure. We finally have something to get excited about. I mean mm-hmm. basketball was probably the last thing in um And it wasn't even 18? that exciting this well, yeah. Not, well not this say, I'm talking yeah. about in eighteen when we were number one. That's kind of the level of excitement Tennessee fans have right now. Yeah. I put it right on par with that because tickets were almost near impossible to get to Thompson Bowling back then. They're near impossible. They are impossible to get, which we'll talk about in a second. Uh, pay five hundred bucks, unless you've got five hundred dollar bills to drop, or maybe more. But uh, I mean, it's that same kind of level right now of excitement um, around this Tennessee baseball team that we saw with the basketball team two or three years ago, and we might see with this current basketball team coming up next year if they perform up to their expectations. But so. I said last week Tennessee would either play probably Oregon or LSU. That's the two teams I saw coming out of that region. I really thought Oregon. LSU snuck into the NCAA tournament. Their coach is retiring. He announced last week he's retiring at the end of the season, whenever that may be for LSU. And um, they found a way to – I think they won four straight elimination games, beat Oregon twice on Sunday night. I felt – I tried to stay up and watch it, and I fell asleep. Apparently, the game ended at like 2 or 3 in the morning. Of course, they're playing in Oregon, which would have been around midnight. But um, LSU won four straight elimination games, I believe, to eliminate the Ducks. So that means the Bayou Bengals coming to Knoxville for a rematch of a series they played here in Knoxville earlier in the year that got a little testy between the two programs. Tennessee swept that series, and – didn't leave a good taste in Arkansas, or sorry, LSU's coach Paul Maneri's mouth. Um, that that series took place in late March. 
LSU was ranked 14th at the time. Tennessee won three to one on Friday, nine to eight in 11 innings on Saturday, and three to two in eight innings on Sunday. I believe they were playing. I believe they got in a rain delay or something and ended up playing a seven inning game because of travel um, issues. Uh, yeah, because we, we had a lot of rain that weekend. I remember that. But um, that was kind of where the legends of Lindsey Nelson got their fame from. They were really heckling LSU all weekend. Coach Maneri for LSU said it got a little uh, testy at times. But you know what? I love I love to see it. We got to get nasty around here. Don't be oh, afraid. Yeah. Get nasty. Embrace the being the bad guy. Is what I love to see. Um, yeah, let's get nasty with it. And I tried. Uh, so I reached out to the legends of Lindsey Nelson this week. I, I, yeah. I slid in their DMs. Nice. And um, tried to get them. To, I wanted them to come on the show just to kind of tell us about how how they got started. Um, who I wasn't going to reveal their identity. Keep that secret. Oh, but yeah. uh, how they got started and, like, how – they've made the atmosphere better. Just talk to them and kind of get a feel on, um, you know, what they do and how they got this thing going. But whoever is the ringleader that's not even in town, um, they contacted me back and said, Hey, I'm in Italy right now. So it'll be like weird, like three, four in the morning. And I was like, okay, dude, we'll maybe do it some other time. Um, I can't, sorry. I'm not doing that. (laughs) I mean, that would be cool to, to do, but no. So um, that didn't work out, but uh, they kind of remind me of the old Carter crazies in the early 2000s. If you're listening to this and you went to Carter High School in the early to mid 2000s was the peak. No disrespect to your class, but I feel like that was the peak of the Carter crazies. It got nasty in Jim Williams Gymnasium, which wasn't Jim's gym back then, but it got pretty nasty, especially against – one of them McBee boys from Rutledge, mm-hmm. which we, we're some of us are friends with him now, and we laugh about that. But that's funny. It got pretty. We were pretty rabid back then, but um, obviously not as famous as the legends of Lindsey Nelson. But it should be a, a good, fun series this weekend. Tennessee hosting Lindsey at Lindsey Nelson Stadium, hosting LSU. Gavin, will this weekend be? Will we see Tennessee advance to Omaha, or will this be a typical Tennessee weekend? So here's how I see it. LSU's, they're playing magical baseball right now. Just out mm-hmm. of the blue, they snuck their way in the tournament. They right. had a magical run against Oregon, a team that's better than them. Their coach is retiring. They're playing for him. They're coming to Knoxville for a rematch of a series where they got swept and tensions were a little high. I've not got a great feeling about this, Gavin. I've seen this playbook before. Should I be, should I be worried or nervous or am I overreacting? Overreacting. Everything is calm. So you, you think this is a different, different ball game. We're going to take care of business, and uh, that's all there is to it. Uh, did you notice how many people were left in the stadium when we hit that walk-off against Wright State? Uh, pretty much see? everybody. 
that's how much confidence we have in this baseball team. And there's no reason, absolutely no reason to uh, back down now. We've made it this far and we've been this confident. Let's ride. And uh, if you got a ticket, shout out to you. If not, uh, the uh, football the football team should let everybody fill up Neyland um, and have something to cheer for inside that that cool. giant stadium. And there, I, I have the utmost confidence in this baseball team. I've said this all year long. When they have things go against them, they don't let it bother them. They just keep right. going on and keep playing. And that's mm-hmm. evident in most of the games all year. I've just seen this before, Gavin. You know how many games, especially in football. You're turning into negative knees, man. How many games have I been to where we've lost games where we're the better team? Different We're sport. the more, more talented team. We have a better coach. That's true. That's all true. I'm Let's just saying. Got to be positive. Always gotta keep be positive. your cup on, Vol Nation. I'm just – I've got that always in the back. I just can't get over – I mean, the Florida game in 2016 when we had that massive comeback. Mm-hmm. We're up 38-21, to 21 and I'm sitting there with Big Montana like, oh, there's, there's 10 minutes left in this game. We're going to find a way to blow it because I've seen it. I've been to LSU – when we had 13 guys running around out on the field and the game was over and we had too many guys on the field. I've been to the music city bowl in Nashville when North Carolina pulled a fast one on the referees, got an extra play, kicked the field goal and beat us. Mm -hmm. I've been to, Oh, name me another one. I've been to, I've lost count. (laughs) Uh, Let's go back. We actually had a list of this the other day. The LSU game in 2006 in Knoxville, we're better than them. We lost. The LSU game in 2007 in the SEC championship game. Uh, Side note, these are all football games. The Notre Dame game in 2004. The uh, Auburn game in 2004 in Atlanta. The uh, Where should I go from here? Um, Well, let's just stop because I could go on and on. It just – I guess I've always I, – I think Tennessee will win this weekend. Don't there we go. Wrong. A little confidence. But it's I, creeping out. But that's going to be – when things start going sideways, maybe Saturday a little bit, I'm like, oh, God, here we go again. I'll go back to a stat that I said earlier. This is – we just finished up our fourth walk-off of the season. Uh, this team's clutch. Uh, you got to have confidence in the boys. Um, you got to support them boys. Support them boys and uh, make it nasty out there for them. We, I hope it is nasty at Lindsey Nelson Stadium this weekend, which leads me into my next topic is the ticket situation that went on on Wednesday of this week. Hold so, on. What uh, is it going to be on ESPN 13 oh, this weekend? Or, that was uh, another a gripe that Ball Nation had. And I – I kind of understood it because it makes it a little <laughs> difficult. And you've talked about this a lot. Right. The game was on the ESPN app all weekend long. And supposedly mm. this was, according to experts and pundits, was the hardest regional in the country. Well, why was it on the app all weekend? Right. And I, I didn't care. I've got the app. I pulled it up on my TV. Now, I had a little trouble Friday night getting my app to load, but moron wasn't logged into his app so no wonder mm. it wouldn't play You'll don't worry ball nation this weekend it's on espn2 or espnu one of the two so 
for all you people that don't have apps on your phone or your or you don't have smart TVs or Roku's or Apple TVs, whatever, it's on networks this week. So rest rest easy. We're the second best team, or technically the third, by the way they placed us in regions. Um, show us on prom time, baby. It's you're getting what you. Uh, we we deserve the high seed. Let us let us get the prom time. Yeah, that's Saturday, all I'm asking. Saturday's games at seven, so there you go. Sunday, Boom. I think the reason noon, isn't it? it's either noon or three, and I think what they're doing is because some series start Saturday Sunday, and then others mm-hmm. are starting Friday Saturday, so there could be some elimination games on on Sunday. Uh, if the if some of the series from Friday go to a third game, so they're probably waiting to see. I guess they'll announce that on Saturday once they know. They're kind of waiting to see what time on Sunday. But Monday's game could be either four or seven, which is weird. We won't have if to worry about a, if, that one. If there's a Monday game, but Gavin's confident that Tennessee wins it in two. The Fighting Voltellos will uh, carry out the promise. LSU Tennessee's better than LSU, but LSU's this their baseball their baseball program. So um you never know. It's the postseason. Baseball's a weird sport. Anything can happen. But I think the Vols win it. Um ticket fiasco, Gavin. So last weekend for the regional in Knoxville between Tennessee, Liberty, Wright State, and Duke. Tickets went on sale through UT. You could call. You could get online. Tickets sold out in 30 minutes. Pretty hot ticket, don't you think? Oh, yeah. Sell out in 30 minutes. Well, somebody at UT got the grand idea that we needed to change things up this week. Let's not do what worked last week. Let's, of course, the season ticket holders deserve to get first dibs. They've been there all year long. They bought tickets for the entire season. A lot of them probably went to midweek games that – you know, most normal fans don't go to. So they deserve to get first dibs. Well, supposedly, and I don't know how true all this is, that donors got the option. And I'm guessing pretty high-level donors, and I'll tell you a story about one here in a second. And I'm a donor as well. I didn't get an email or a phone call. But supposedly donors got tickets. Mm -hmm. So season ticket holders and donors got tickets. So they announced – I think it was on Monday that tickets would go on sale Wednesday morning at 8.30. You had to call. Mm-hmm. Well, as the day went along on Tuesday, it starts coming out. There's only four or 500 tickets available, and their general admission in those seats they added down the left field line. And I'm thinking to myself, what happened? What happened between this weekend and last weekend that changed – your ticket allocation process. Cause I know a bunch of people that were able to get tickets to last weekend series and went and tickets mm-hmm. on the secondary market. They were a hundred bucks, which is high, but this weekend because of the demand, they're like five and $600. I called 48 times Wednesday morning at starting at eight 30, trying to get through. I know others that called 20, 30, 40, 50 times. Mm-hmm. Only one person I know got through. Right. Thomas Reigns, who, who, trust me, he deserved to get through. Thomas has been to more Tennessee baseball games than 
than I can count probably. He goes to – he used to. I don't think he does as much anymore, but he would go to midweek games. But, um, yeah, he's been to a lot of Tennessee games. So, if anybody deserves it, it was him. But Thomas is an idiot, and only – you could buy four. Thomas only bought two. So, I called him this afternoon. I scolded him. But uh, – He's doing the good thing. He's yeah. doing the thing you want everybody to do, but he nobody let, does. Yeah, he let he let some others get some tickets. But I guess my problem with it is, is I've heard – a couple different things, and I, I don't know how true it is because I've talked to some people who are donors that never got phone calls, and I'm a donor. Now, I'm not one of the high-up guys, and uh, Day Dave All, who's been on the show before, is a, is a donor, and he and I are about in the same area, and he didn't get a phone call. Neither did I, and I talked to several others that didn't get a phone call. I know one who's in the top 400, and he didn't get a phone call. So my question is, what donors – Got a phone call. Uh, inside that first four hundred, I'd hope. <laughs> it must have been inside the top three ninety three. Yeah, because inside number the... three ninety three or three forty three, whatever he was or is, didn't get a phone yeah. call. Well, I mean, if if you're gonna do that, that's fine. Um, you need to renovate the stadium anyway, so get those get those guys in there. Maybe they feel a little bit of the buzz and want to donate some more, open that pocket a little more. Uh, I understand why they did it, but the fashion that they kind of just screwed the common fan, that's not a good look. I mean, it's it's never been, oh, UT, they're they're really good at like PR. No, that's never been the case. We we have never done anything right. Like we, even when you would call, it just said like the phone line's busy or something. Like, just have a thing saying, hey, we're sold out. We're done. Sorry, we don't have it, any I mean, it, How it, hard is it? It was obvious to me that they didn't have hardly any tickets at all available at 8.30 on Wednesday morning when they, um, when they supposedly had tickets on sale. If they did, they just had a handful. And I, I text somebody between one of my phone calls. I said, there's no way they have tickets available. There's just no way. Right. Because they, they – my phone, it was either busy – or it wouldn't even go like my phone wouldn't even connect the whole time. And I don't know anybody besides Thomas that ever got through. And um, it it was just, uh, it was a total disaster. Why they just didn't, I mean, I understand letting the, some of the high level donors get an opportunity. I also heard that uh, season ticket holders were given the option to get eight tickets, not four, but eight and in a small stadium like that, that's way too many. Mm-hmm. Um, and I understand, you know, they've been with you all year, like I said, but what was wrong with what they did the weekend before? I mean, the energy in that place was great. There were a lot of, like you said, common fans there. And then this week, you're going to have, which they could be loud too, but you're going to have your high-level, you know, more upper-class fan there. Um and I'm sure there'll be some common fans buy tickets on the secondary market. But like I said earlier, those tickets are going for four, five, six hundred dollars. I just mm-hmm. didn't under it just didn't set right with me how they changed it in one week. I didn't yeah. I just didn't understand that. Like what was wrong with what they did the week before? It worked fine. Like why change it all of a sudden? Um, uh, somebody that sits inside a cube all day decided and seeing how much money that they were going to make and how the demand was so high 
the week before that they decided to step in and uh, make a little more money off of it. Uh, oh, call no the doubt. higher ups. And I mean, I mean, it's a, you see it all too often. People get too greedy. And that, I mean, why would the university not? I mean, that's yeah, what they're there I to mean, do. You know, so you could, you could tell that they um, were trying to save face. On Thursday afternoon, they came out and said they, they're going to have a block party on um, somewhere around the stadium. I believe it's on Pathead Summit Drive right. um, or around that area of the of the baseball stadium. So they're going to have a block party. I think Jason Swain pitched this idea. Um, it's family-friendly, a lot of like, you know, events, games. They're going to have, a you know, the game on TV, on a big screen TV out there this weekend. So they're trying to save face a little bit. Right. But um, not that I, I wasn't upset that I didn't get tickets. I just didn't like the process, I guess. Because, right. I, I mean, I wouldn't be able to go Sunday anyways. I'm playing in a golf tournament, and it, I, there was no way I could get there. And it was going to be tight on Saturday night for me to get there. I just wanted to go to be – I've never been – I've been to a lot of sporting events. As you all know, people that know me know I go to a lot of sporting events. But mm-hmm. I have never been to a high-level, high-intensity – baseball game mlb college i've been to some high school games that are like that i've never been to mlb playoff game college i've been to a college i guess the i don't know how they did it back in in 95 when tennessee beat oklahoma state but i don't remember a whole lot about it i remember going and seeing todd helton and all those guys i just don't remember anything about it Uh, i remember tennessee winning and it rained but I just, I don't remember anything else about it, but I've never been to a big time and don't feel sorry for me. I've been to a lot of sporting events. That's not the problem. I'm just saying I was wanting to be there to be at a high intensity, high level baseball game. I've never been to one at at that kind of atmosphere. So um, I guess that was the thing I was frustrated about was, you know, people like that aren't season ticket holders, which there's not 4,200 work tickets worth of season ticket holders. Right. that are UT baseball fans. So, I mean, they took tickets away from people who probably deserve to be there and want to be there. But I understand giving it to the high-level donors. They pay a lot of money and fund a lot of things at that university. And I'm a donor who doesn't give a whole lot, but my money still goes to to activities and things over there in the athletics department. And, I mean – we fund, we give money to that place. We fund everything. So those people deserve something too. I just, I thought it was a chicken shit to change it. Yeah. From weekend it's a to weekend. Really dumb, really dumb move. Um, I never thought that they would make the right move. Um, so I, I don't want to say I expected this, but I would expect something like this to happen in just about every single, in every single case that UT would handle. It's Tennessee, baby. What do you expect? Uh, PR failure. So, on the same day, we're going to transition out of baseball. On the same day that this is coming out, I, I read a tweet. Oh, by the way, Richard G. West, a great follow on Twitter, tweeted the other day that Tennessee and Bristol Motor Speedway had come to an agreement to move the baseball game this weekend, the series, up to Bristol Motor Speedway, and there would be 150,000 people. Can you imagine watching a baseball game in Bristol Motor Speedway? Absolutely not. I don't think you'd be able to see the base. From where I sit at the Battle of Bristol, there's no way I could see the baseball. I could barely see the football. 
Can you imagine how wild that place could get, though? God, it'd be crazy. Oh, yeah. It'd be nuts. You wouldn't know what's happening. People start cheering down below, and then you just start cheering because everybody else yeah. is cheering. Like, what happened? Oh, the run scored. Yeah. <laughs> I, I mean, it would funny. be so difficult, but, man, that's so funny. He put a uh, – he, he, I guess uh, – cropped a picture of the baseball field and put it in in the middle of Lindsay or a Bristol Motor Speedway court the field was way too big it like covered the entire track so it, it didn't even look believable but it was hilarious Richard G West great follow on Twitter um phenomenal phenomenal so on this on that day um duck Treese on on Twitter another great follower another great mm-hmm. Twitter account Posted that the ticket fiasco was probably to cover up the next thing I'm going to talk about. And I'm having trouble getting it to pull up on my computer. So I'm going to have to get it on my phone. But Tennessee announced the I will give my all campaign, which is targeted at, I guess, um, a fundraising campaign for the athletics department for the facilities that need to be upgraded, which there are a lot on campus you know we've got some of the best facilities in the country but like neyland stadium is dated in some parts of the stadium um but so this campaign is is all about that so they have a website i will give my all.com and it's got renderings of neyland stadium which some of these came out a couple of years ago i told gavin before we started recording that i think a lot of this came out during the former administration um, maybe before that, I can't remember, but they had talked about uh, renovating the west, the south, and the north side of Neyland Stadium, uh, doing some work to the Anderson Training Facility, which is where um, Tennessee practices football, a lot of other sports train, and then they've updated their facilities master plan. So looking at the renovations for Neyland, they uh, list the west sideline seating and club level. The lower west sideline sections will feature chairback seating enhancement and a field level club accessible within those sections to feature restrooms, a bar, and food action stations. Um, I believe they're also hoping to do some work in the south end zone, but I didn't see that on here. But the big one for me, and I was texting – Day Day Vol earlier in the day because we sit next to each other and I was texting some others during the day kind of half joking around about it mm-hmm. but the north video board and deck so the north end zone upper deck which is where section YY8 is and under this it says based on feedback from members of Vol Nation one key improvement to Neyland Stadium is the addition of a north side video board people have talked about that for years I think you've probably heard that before you yeah. sit in the south end zone, you can't turn around and see the Jumbotron. I experienced that um, this past fall because our tickets were in the south end zone, and you'd have to turn and look up behind you to see the video board. So that's been talked about for a while, putting that in. They go on to say this will positively improve the game day and fan experience for all of Neon Stadium, delivering a particularly meaningful upgrade for fans seated in the south end zone. That's what I just said. The North Video Board also offers a more immersive and expanded experience to Vol Faithful, who secure seats in the upper North Deck area. So I kind of half-joked after looking at the pictures, and I tweeted this from Section YY8. 
it's like its own little section in these renderings. Um, section YY8 would be gone, and it it would be its own little area that I guess would take its own ticket to get into. Well, not knowing that, that they had sent me an email, um, university sent an email basically saying that my section would be affected by this mm. change. Not for 2021. I'll be there this fall. But it's looking like for the 2022 season, that section YY8 will be no more, Gavin. Sad. Sad. And unfair. On the 40th F- on the 40th episode, we had to break the news that section YY8 will no longer be sad. So, but you, what was your comment about that? You, when I told you what was going on, you basically said they had to tear it down to get rid of all. It's been, oh. there's been so much losing in that section that they're having to tear it down and start from scratch. Yeah. Uh, too many losses sitting in them seats. So you got to take them out and put new ones in so they can fill up some more losses. So the email says to me, good morning. Thank you for your support of Tennessee Athletics, of course. And this this upgrade is going to be a $500 million uh, fundraising initiative um, that Tennessee's doing. But um, it goes on to say, as a valued Tennessee Athletics supporter, we're sending you this email to proactively inform you that your current seating location will be changed. So one of two things is going to happen to – me and Big Montana, or whoever's sitting with me. Big Montana may want to go his own way. I don't know. He may get so upset about leaving Section YY8, he might want to just do his own thing. I don't know. But anyway. Give me a break. Who? Give me a break. That's not true. <laughs> Big Montana will never leave me. <laughs> we're in it forever. We're like, we're, we're like married football mm. fans. Anyway um it's a depressing marriage well yeah it's been it's been it's been bad it's been awful a lot more downs than ups i'll just tell you that (laughs) but anyway uh one of two things is going to happen one is i'm 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 going to have to pay more money if i want to stay in that part of the stadium to get an upgraded fan enhancement experience or i'm going to have to pick a new section i'm thinking it's going to be the latter so um, over the next year, I don't know when they're going to call me. I'm assuming it's going to be um, over the next several weeks or months, probably the next few months, they'll start getting in contact with people trying to um, get things ironed out for, for next year because that's a big move. They're going to have to move several thousand people around. Uh, most of the people around me are season ticket holders, so um, there's going to be a lot of people affected. So this season in – Section YY8 is probably going to be the uh, the finale. Burn and, it down. And I, I hope to have at least a couple special moments in there before we have to before we have to leave. But uh, uh, you need to respond to that email and say I'm taking my two seats with me. <laughs> I want to cut. I'm I'm going to bring a uh, a metal saw in yeah. and cut my two seats out. I want something to remember the, the sign. Uh, I want the sign. Yes. The sign from the wall. I got to get to work. That's an excellent idea, guy. And I got to get to work on that. Maybe they'll let me have that for all my devotion and years of support. I, that's the only place I've ever sat as yeah. a season ticket holder. I got those and I graduated college in 2009 and got those tickets right after I graduated. They had a deal going where it was a cheap donation and I, you know, kept working my way up. But um, set on the, I guess, third and fourth seat. 
the mm-hmm. first year. And then when the next year came up, I said, you know, if those if those aisle seats come open on row six, I want those. Well, they guess they came open. And I've been there ever since. So from 2009 on until now, or this year, will be the last year. I need a patch to put on my shirt. You know, like when stadiums close, mm-hmm. teams have patches like the year of the stadium when it opened and when it's closing. Yep. I need a patch to wear to each game that says section YY8 2009 to 2021. I got to get to work on that. I'll have to get my graphics designer to help me out with that. Mm-hmm. But um, don't know that we'll rename the podcast. We got a lot to, a lot of time before that has to happen. But uh, a rebranding, a rebrand. But a lot of, a lot of things to go. A lot of things are going to go on between now and then, so we'll see. Gavin, do um, you think it's a good move, Tennessee upgrading Neyland Stadium? Uh, I haven't been there in a little while. Uh, every time, actually, I went in there for Charlotte when we played Charlotte in the barn burner. Oh gosh! Yeah, I was there. I was in attendance. It was uh, amazing. Not really. I don't um, even remember when that. When was that? It was cold. Uh, that's all I know. It was cold. It was windy, and we didn't score, and they didn't either. Uh, we like, I think it was like fourteen to nine or something. It was awful. It was an absolutely awful game. Um, but I sat in the upper deck. Uh, I do remember. So I'm trying to look up the game now. Like the north end zone where I sit. I mean, it's not like got fancy amenities or anything, but it's it's wide concourses. The concession stands are pretty good. So bathrooms are, are, are fairly big. Troughs are still there. Awesome. But uh, the south end zone and the east end zone sideline is a totally different story. When you go to the south end zone and the east sideline, it's like taking a step back into the 30s, 40s, and 50s. It's old. It's damp. It's musty. Um, I mean, it's it was, like it was when they built it, basically, all those years ago, and nothing's ever been done to it. And there's been a plan. You know, they did the uh, Gate 21 area on the west side lines and, and renovated all that, and that's awesome over there now. And they've done part of the south side, but uh, they've neglected the south, the rest of the south end zone and the, um, the east side line for a long time. And that's one thing they've got to fix. And I didn't see that on the website when I looked, and I'm sure that's going to be addressed. But um, it, it's like taking a step back in time when you're down there on that end of the stadium. Uh, it was in 2018. Um, I've been to one more game since, and it was against – it was in 2018, and I went to Tennessee versus Kentucky – and I think they were ranked inside the top 15. They were like 11th, and Tennessee just just dominated but them. The Charlotte game, the final score ended up being 14-3. to um, Amazing. And I don't think it was offensive touchdowns. I think they were special team you're, I touchdowns. I think you're right. I think you're exactly right. That Kentucky then, game you were talking about, was that was a fun game. Um, I had some family in that day. Um, my cousin was in. Um, she was, I think, I was trying to get her to go to UT at the time. It didn't work out. Sad. Dummy went to Auburn. But, um, yeah, uh, they were in, and that was a long night because they were staying with me. I had no heat in my house. I remember Oof. it was really cold that weekend, 
and my heat pump went out. So they, her and her mom stayed here with me and they had a space heater in their room. I had a space heater in my room. The rest of the house was like 45, 50 degrees in November. <laughs> it was, it was pretty miserable that weekend. Uh, but, I remember going to this game and I sat like 20 some odd rows up. Um, it's probably the closest I've been to the field. And there was a Kentucky fan sitting right in front of me. And of course, me being the person I am talking about the mines the whole time, they got pretty upset. Uh, they turned around, confronted me about it. And, uh, at the end of the game, when they were leaving, which is basically the third quarter for them, it was, it was done. Uh, they started packing up and, uh, I asked them, I, I wished them a good, well, um, good trip back to the mines, uh, come back out for football or basketball season and, uh, come to Thompson bowling, get whipped by Deacon Barnes. Uh, and they did not, they did not appreciate that. The they probably brain. had about a soul, uh, a whole 10 teeth between two people. The mouth breathers, the knuckle draggers, the mouth breathers, all of them. They're the worst. I hate, I love, them. I hate them. I love beating Kentucky and Vanderbilt at anything. Bowling, basketball, football, whatever. Yeah. It's on them. Yeah. Coal mines. Golly. It was so great. Can they were imagine? so mad. Can you imagine being a Kentucky fan or, or a Vanderbilt fan? No. I can't imagine it. I can barely stomach to be a Tennessee fan. I mean, think of all the <laughs> crap, bull crap we've gone through. But yeah. think about being a Kentucky fan, especially if you live in Kentucky. Gross. I mean, I've been to eastern Kentucky before in the in the deep, dark hills of eastern Kentucky. It's not a it's not a pretty place, and I'm not being mean. To, I'm just telling you the truth. It is it is not an attractive part of America. I'll be mean, mean and nasty because that's apparently what I am now. Uh, it's not a good place. I'll, it's nasty, just not. Kevin. You're nasty. Yeah. I love yeah. it. Who cares? They'll get over it. Yeah. Um, they probably can't listen to it anyway. So what are they going to do at me on Twitter? Yeah. They don't yeah. have Twitter. They're in the mines, hand and knees. Do they even for have coal. cell phones? I don't know. Do they have some in the mines? I think, they call land, I think they're still on landlines up there. All I know is they're going to have to pay to get Cal Perry out of there. Cause he's washed. They're never going to get rid of that dude. He's got a lot. He's, He's got a lifetime. lifetime contract, and they want to fire him. I hope they do. Bunch God. of idiots. Can you imagine that buyout? <laughs> yes. No, I can't. Well, Tennessee's Never. probably paid that times seven. Never, ever hire someone to a lifetime contract. I don't care how good they are. That is a idiotic move. They say <laughs> it shows stability. That is so dumb. I can't believe Kansas did it with Bill Self. Just stupid. I love it. I, I hope I hope Bama does it with Nick Saban. I know he just got a contract. Well, yeah, they just but. gave him an extension, and he's through 2028, so pretty much to the end of his life. He'll be 77. You couldn't tell me that dude looks 70, though. I mean, no, there's he no looks chance. Good. Yeah. I mean, I mean for no his chance. age and, you know, the stress that he goes through, I mean, he's got a high-stress job. I, I mean, he's in pretty good shape for – for for his age but uh man i just again i can't imagine being a kentucky or vanderbilt fan 
and being and, um, like, and like wearing that stuff around. I know, like you're wearing <laughs> garbage around. Especially like, Vander- people see you. Have you ever seen Vanderbilt fans walk around? It looks like their sweatshirts are from the '80s. <laughs> no, I don't know any Vanderbilt fans, and they I mean, don't I've only approach seen me. them when they come to games here, or if I've been to a game in in Nashville. Yeah, and they're these old farts walking around with sweatshirts and khakis on from the 80s like they have no modern fans they can't (laughs) they've not been good in my lifetime in anything except baseball Baseball. and women's bowling they have women's bowling what they won an look it up they won a national championship and i don't know if it was men's and women's i'm pretty sure it was women's bowling oh my god my dad had to go to nashville for work a few years ago and he got on the elevator and they had a poster that said congratulations vanderbilt bowling national champions i just can't imagine bragging about winning a bowling championship dude they their football team beat us and they took mason's jacket off and it's still hanging over there yeah <laughs> it's bulletproof vest it's a bunch of losers yeah, they're black, just a bunch of losers and i love black it. jacket Oh my god. You know, gosh, I bought one so of great. I bought um back in the late winter they were having a sale at I think it was Eddie Bauer and I bought mm-hmm. one of those big puff vest jackets yeah. and I was walking around and I looked at it after I bought it and got home I was like shit this looks just like Derek Mason. <laughs> All I need is a black long sleeve t-shirt to wear under it and black pants and I would be the white version of Derek Mason. And then just I mean, he did a decent job with them. He I'm not did, but he didn't. I mean, nobody at Vanderbilt. Vanderbilt's going to be. I mean, yeah. James Franklin was, but he cheated and was paying people and was letting them just run crazy out there. He did. It. He's the best coach they've had out there. The other guy, um, Johnson, that was there before him, he had some good teams with Jay Cutler, but it it was like it's like Cutcliffe at Duke. He went seven or eight games over there. They think it's like they've won the ACC. Yeah. This is kind of the level that's as high as you're going to get it at a place like that. Same at Northwestern. People talk about, and Pat Ryan, Pat Ryan, Pat Fitzgerald, Fitzgerald has done a great job at Northwestern, but they're not going to win 10, 11, 12 games every year. It's just not going to happen. If you, if anybody got beat by Butch Jones, uh, you have no respect from me. Um, he had some of the greatest talent that we've had on a, team and he couldn't do anything with it well we should have known that he wasn't going to work out because he lost to Derek Dooley boom I mean I was at that game uh, Tennessee played Butch Jones's Cincinnati team back in 2011 here in Knoxville that was an eventful tailgate and um <laughs> but it was a, I remember it was noon one two three o'clock game it's hot and mm-hmm. uh Tennessee Tyler Bray, Derrick Rogers, Justin Hunter, all those guys just went berserk. I mean, we just ran up and down the field on them. Butch Jones tried some stupid stuff, like going for it in the middle of the field in the third, second, third quarter, turned the ball over, gave Tennessee a short field, and we went right down and scored again. But um, they jumped out on Tennessee pretty early on, I think. But uh, we should have known if you lose to Derrick Dooley, you suck. And we didn't, we didn't pay attention, did we, Gavin? No. Um, but back to the stadium renovations when I was again, when I was there at Kentucky, uh, for the Kentucky game, um, it was, it was cold, but other than that, I mean, everybody was there. I mean, it was pretty crowded. Um, and I think we were like four and five. I mean, we sucked. 
Um, yeah, I mean but, that was a that was like our fifth win of the year because we went to um, we went to uh, Vandy and lost the next week. Tennessee is going to renovate Neyland Stadium after the 2021 season. Big changes coming to Neyland Stadium. Big changes coming to Section YYA. We'll talk about that as we go on uh, throughout the uh, end of the fall, into the uh, upcoming football season. It'll be the uh, the end of an era. The end of an era in Neyland Stadium and Section YY8. All right, Gavin, you've heard me talk plenty of times before about our good friend Big Montana over at A&B Distributors. Big, big supporter of the show. Uh, big, he's called into the show before while Gavin was dodging gunfire. Oh yeah. Um, but big supporter of the show. Big, he's our main and only sponsor of the mm-hmm. Section YY8 podcast. Um, I know Gavin likes to eat, so do I. Oh yeah. And restaurants are back open. They're fully open here in the Knoxville area, and I'm assuming around the state. The Big Montana and A&B Distributors, they get the food out to these people, so you can go out and eat without a mask on. That's right. And you don't have to wear a mask like in California, like between bites. Pull your mask down, put the food in your mouth, pull the mask up. No, we don't do that here. You go out to eat, and you're joining your food. More than likely, it's come from Big Montana and A&B Distributors. He's all over East Tennessee, Johnson City, Kingsport, Tri-Cities area, Knoxville, Chattanooga, Nashville, Crossville, Cookville. He's everywhere. Saw Big Montana earlier today. He just got back from Johnson City. He's been up there wheeling and dealing, getting the people what they want in Tri-Cities. But now he's back in Knoxville. Got one more day of work this week, and then it's the weekend. He's got everybody loaded up here in town, ready for a big weekend of people eating out. You going to eat out this weekend, Gavin, anywhere? Or are you just I'm probably going to, but even if I don't, he can still deliver to me. Yes. He got me covered. And he will. So hook, hit up Big Montana. You know, if you're a restaurant, if you own a restaurant and you're listening to the show, hit him up. He'll make you a deal. Tell him that Gavin and Nice sent you from the Section YY8 podcast. Um, but you know, he'll hook you up, whatever you need. It doesn't even have to be food. If you need cups, any type of restaurant supplies, he'll hook you up. If you need milk, he'll get you some milk. Got the best milk in town. Not only does he have the best meat in town, he gets the best milk in town. Mm. Meat and milk. What a combo. But hit, hit big Montana up at eight, six, five, six, seven, nine, zero, seven, four, three. He'll hook you up. Gavin, we always say he's got the best meat in town and you can't beat his meat. Is that true? Can't beat his meat. That's right. Let's go. I mean, you can't. It's been tried. It's proven. You can't beat Big Montana's meat. But hit up Big Montana A&B Distributors for the best meat and the best food in town. All right, Major League Baseball, Gavin. We're getting close to heading into the dog days of summer. Um, last week I talked about how, how great the Cubs have been playing. They hit some, hit a roadblock this past weekend in San Francisco, losing three out of four. Uh, they split a four game series earlier this week with San Diego, who's a pretty good ball team. Um, I don't know who they play this weekend, but right now the Cubs and the Brewers are tied 35 and 27 in the central. Um, I think the Cubs have the Cardinals this weekend. 
probably be on Saturday night. Um, I might have to get two TVs going. Vols on one, Cubs on the other. Go Cubs, go! Sounds like a sounds like a great night. Um, over in the NL East, the Cobb County Braves. They're still last week. They were two games below five hundred. They're still two games below five hundred. Twenty nine and thirty one, four games back of the New York Mets. Not. They just can't get anything going, can they, Gavin? Uh, no, can't seem to get it going. You just hate to see it, too. It's sad. Sad. Not. All right, Gavin, how's your Rangers doing? Uh, since our, we last recorded, I believe we are 2-11, and 11, so we're uh, on fire. Yikes. Yeah. 24-39 and 39 are the Texas Rangers, 13 games behind the Oakland Athletics. Soon to be the Nashville A's. Um, I think when I got on, we were only like four games back. So, and I like how you say we. I don't even say that about the Cubs. I should. I I, the only team I say we is Tennessee. I went to school there. I get money. I buy tickets. I, I just I haven't been able to say we about the Cubs because I'm so far away. Mm-hmm. I know I'm invested in them and I watch them and I go to games, but I just, uh, I just have trouble saying we. I always get on Thomas. Invest. I always get on Thomas Reigns. He always mm-hmm. says about the Cardinals, we this, we that. And I'm like, oh, I didn't know you played for him. <laughs> <laughs> What's this? I mean, stuff you're talking about. It's about like I'm playing for him. We lose about every game. So I was about to say you could probably go out there, Gavin, and do no worse than they're doing right now, at 24 and 39. I doubt it. They'd throw a pitch anywhere close to me, and I'd be like, ah, yeah, I'm all right. Um, yeah, the we're going into June. It's uh, time for teams to start making a little hay. And uh, Wrigley Field's open to 100%, Gavin. Open them stadiums up. I've been calling it. People are finally listening to us. Beautiful. When they open up? My uh, stadium's been open for like a month and a half. I believe, yeah. Um, Rangers, they <laughs> – they started a hundred percent. It's Texas, right. baby. They don't they don't play around. Um, That's the reason I'm here. I'm pretty sure Wrigley is now. I think it opened last week. It was in May, so they're they're pretty good as far as and and they're going to fill that place up. I don't care if it's in Chicago or not. But uh, good to see a lot of these stay. I've been watching some games and highlights, and it looks like most stadiums are for the most part got a lot of fans in them, which is good to see. Been calling for that. Should have been doing that months ago, but you said the Nashville, uh, Nashville what? The Nashville A's, because the rumor is that Nashville's okay. on the list for Oakland to possibly move to if Oakland doesn't commit to building the A's a stadium. So, Please keep the same color, and I will be a fan of them. Yeah, um, Nashville, Portland, Montreal. Uh, I'm missing one. That's rumors of of towns or cities that um, baseball teams could move. Tampa Bay might be one that moves to one of those cities. Um, the Rays moving to Nashville. I sent you that tweet, I think. The Billy Rays. Oh, yeah. <laughs> the Billy the Rays Billy Cyruses. Rays. That was oh, good. I think so Nashville nice. even want, Nashville even said, hey, well, well, let's take an expansion team. They just want a team. And like I said a few weeks ago on the show, they need to add two more teams, so there's a place to add them. Boom. The only problem with adding a team in Nashville is you're going to be sitting between 
Cincinnati, St. Louis, and Atlanta. And those are, you know, West Tennessee is heavy St. Louis Cardinals country. I mean, Gross. big time. I can't imagine that. And then you've got Kentucky and East Tennessee, which are either Reds or Braves, heavy Reds or Braves. I mean, I know a lot of people around here who are Braves, Reds, Cardinals, and, and Cubs to a certain extent because the Cubs minor league franchise is the Tennessee Smokies. So they've been around for a decade plus now. So there's a, there, the Cubs have gained a lot of fans off of that. But, you know, a lot of Braves fans in, in the East Tennessee area, a lot of Cardinals fans out in middle West Tennessee. And then you've got a mix of Reds fans all over the place. So they'll get fans in Nashville if that's what they do. But, you know, people like me and the Braves fans aren't going to change to Nashville fans if they move. It's just not going to happen. I mean, we've right. been fans of these franchises for so long, it's just not going to happen. It, it's going to take them a while to to get their footing if they do make that move. But it'll be interesting to see over the next five to ten years what goes on with Tampa Bay and Oakland. Will they move or will they get new stadiums? I hope they get new stadiums because I'd like to see a team in Oakland and Tampa Bay. I mean, they're two smaller mid-range team, mid-market teams. They need to stay there. Right. Give Nashville an expansion team. I think that's fair. Uh, I think it would be it, it would, for the reasons you laid out. And I think it would be pretty difficult. To Nash, try Nashville to and Montreal. I know Montreal Expos didn't work out, but apparently there's a lot of baseball fans up there. And the reason it didn't work out was their stadium, and they eventually moved to Washington, the Nationals, but. Give Montreal a team and give Nashville a team. We don't need to go to Portland. If they do, they'll call them Antifa. Go. Go. Speaking of Antifa, the topic Gavin and I have been wanting to talk about. Rattle them off. Really excited about this. Uh -huh. I feel vindicated myself. I know President Trump was, but the list of things that Trump said that you know, we were all told by the fake news media and Trump haters that was wrong is now coming out right, and it just keeps growing. You know, last week I talked about the um, – it's now pretty much clear and, and common knowledge amongst everybody that the virus was man-made and came from the lab in Wuhan. Wuhan, however you say it. China. China. Came from China. Um, so add, a, add that to the list of these things, and I'll read them. And I tweeted this the other day. Um, it was always said that Trump colluded with Russia. That's been proven false. Uh, Trump ignored Russian bounties on United States troops. That's been proven false. Of course, I said earlier, COVID-19 didn't come from the Wuhan lab, as Trump said. It did. And hydroxychloroquine, which is that, Cocktail they talked about this time last year. When Trump got sick, he took it and said it helped him recover. They all said, oh, that's unproven. We shouldn't be taking that. You know, Trump's just saying that. Remember when he also joked around and said you should, you should ingest bleach? Mm -hmm. And people thought he was being serious. But anyways, now it's come out the other day that hydroxychloroquine should be used to treat COVID in certain cases. Wow. Trump has been right on that. The big one that I liked was President Trump cleared Lafayette Park for a photo op. That's the day, and I remember watching this live, where he had a press conference in the Rose Garden and in the background, and I love, this is my, 
one of my favorite Trump memories besides telling owners to fire Colin Kaepernick and him calling him a son of a bitch. But <laughs> there was tear, you could hear the tear gas cannons going off in the background and they're clearing the street. That's when he walked across the street and held up the Bible in front of the church. Mm-hmm. And they, they, they were adamant that he did that. Just he had the military and the national guard and the Capitol police and all of them go out and clear the streets just so he could, he could do that. Well, that's come out as, false from the department of the interior it came out as that never happened Mm. so i'm wondering what what we'll add to the list next week gavin because i was told last june that trump was just the worst i mean Mm -hmm. he was just the worst and there were people who were crying and they were they were so upset they couldn't sleep because of what trump did that day in lafayette park and now it's come out that he didn't do it, and they're nowhere to be seen. Yep. It's just sad that the fake news media has such a grip on some people in this country that they, believe this, that they believe this crap. Nobody's accountable anymore. It's sad. You can tweet whatever you want from whenever, and you can just come back and apologize and act like you never said anything wrong. This makes me sick that people believe that enough and still go around spewing some of that stuff. And all they did was watch CNN or MSNBC and they believe everything they say. Yeah. We got to get some common sense back in this country. I wake up every day wondering what in the world I'm going to hear. And it seems like every day I wake up and every day we get up and do things that this, especially our country gets just stupider and stupider every day. There's some, and I'm not trying to belittle people. There are some dumb people out there. Oh, yeah. Just dumb. Mm-hmm. And um, just wish more people had common sense like me and you, Gavin. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I'd say if we had a bunch of us, it'd be pretty chaotic. Um, well, that would be true. We'd be nasty, wouldn't we? Bu- bunch of nasties. We just would nasty. Be hostile environment. Well, Gavin... Big weekend in Knoxville on UT's campus. No COVID seating restrictions. That place is going to be packed. No mask. The the Sani water, the Coca-Cola products, the beer will be flowing in Lindsey Nelson Stadium. Section YY8 will be rocking Saturday and Sunday. Not on Monday because there won't be a game because Tennessee That's right. wrapped it up. Confidence. We've already gained it. Let's go. By that point. And huge weekend, one of the biggest sports weekends in in Knoxville in the past few years besides, I guess, since some of the basketball games a couple years ago. Wouldn't you agree to that? I would agree. Um, Big weekend, Tennessee LSU live from Lindsey Nelson, from the quaint confines of Lindsey Nelson Stadium, 4,200 strong. You know, Tennessee's able to do – I keep. I told somebody the other day, and if Tennessee's able to do something special this weekend, there's going to be like a hundred thousand people that were at that Wright State game on Friday night. Here in about five or ten years, I was at that game. Hmm. Prove it. Show me your mobile ticket on your phone, because <laughs> you don't have hard <laughs> tickets anymore. Oh man! So oh, um, man. big weekend coming up. We'll be back next week to either 
talk about Tennessee going to Omaha or wrapping up Tennessee's season. Gavin's throwing up W's on Dubs. Zoom. Talk about the mafia. The, oh, the mafia um, are heading into the playoffs as the number one seed coming up. There was some dispute on Twitter, I was saying. Uh, what, what, what was going on? Please elaborate. Um, somebody was crying about the schedule. I won't mention any names, but Blake Dutton was crying about the schedule because he's going to be gone in a couple weeks, and I told oh, yeah. him he could go to another park and play if he didn't like it. Mm. I'm I'm like Mr. McMahon at that place. My way or the highway. And the schedule's fair. I don't know what he's talking about. He just he's just scared that he's gonna lose because they went 0 2 to the mafia earlier in the year and to manager of the year Brett Stanton. Mm. Crazy. Mm-mm-mm. But the mafia number one seed in the playoffs, they start next Monday, big week. Big week in Knoxville. Not only does UT play, but the men's slow pitch tournament starts next Monday. Um, hopefully the Vols are going to Omaha next weekend. Yes. I know next weekend I'll be in Nashville on Sunday for the Ally 400 at Nashville Super Speedway. So I'll get into that <laughs> next week on next week's show. Oh, 400 miles, Gavin, of racing. Not as bad oh as the 600 gosh. they had a couple weeks ago. I'm not watching either one of them. So did you watch? You didn't watch the 600 mile race? My gosh, no. It was really not a very good race. I'll just admit it, it was. I about fell asleep. We had a Memorial Day cookout pool party, mm-hmm. and I was tired. And it hit that last 100 laps. I was having trouble keeping my eyes open. That's me with the first lap. You know, that's, that's what it. a lot of people do on Sunday. They turn NASCAR on. They'll watch the first 10, 15, 20 laps, and then they nap the rest of the time until the last 30, 40 laps. It's like golf. Golf's a good sport, especially if it's not a big tournament. Mm-hmm. Turn golf on on Sunday, and it's some of the best nap time you'll ever have. What about Rom? John Rom. Oh, that we could take up a whole nother episode of that, but that – so John Rom was on pay. He was going to win unless he choked at the memorial last weekend. Comes off the 18th green and they tell him he can't. He has to withdraw because he's tested positive for the China virus. Mm-hmm. So supposedly he was in contact tracing from being around somebody who tested positive earlier in the week. But he, so as part of that process, he's not vaccinated. Apparently, they've never said for sure, but. By the protocols, he's not vaccinated. And so supposedly he was tested every day that week, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. So on Saturday at about 4 o'clock, his Friday test came back positive. The PGA Tour requested a retry of that test, and they retried it, and about 6 o'clock it came back positive again. So instead of waiting and telling him – I thought this was a bad move on the PGA Tour's part. Oh, yeah. Instead of waiting to tell him when he got back and signed his card when he was in private, they told him when he's walking off the green with a yeah. six-stroke lead at one of the biggest tournaments. It's not a major, but it's a pretty prestigious tournament. It's Jack Nicholas's tournament. And he walks off the green, and nobody knows what they're telling. They're, like, whispering in his ear, and he, like, collapses to the – not to the ground, but he, like, bent, bent over. And, like, my, when I first – I was watching it, and I was like, did, like – 
a family member pass away or like what's happened? And Jim Nance was trying to like figure it out too. He was like, Oh, I don't know what's happened here. And they're like, obviously some devastating news. When he's walking off, you see him put his mask on. And I'm like, why is he putting a mask on? He's not had one on Thursday, Friday or, or earlier today. And he's putting a mask on all of a sudden. Right. And then it comes out about 30 minutes later that he tested positive or they come on the air before it goes off and say that he has tested positive for the China virus. But I'm like, okay, he tested positive. He's asymptomatic. But they got right up in his face to tell him that yeah. he tested positive. I mean, the guy was literally like nose to nose with him. Yeah. <clears throat> and supposedly he wasn't near any of his competitors were fine. He wasn't near any of his competitors all week. They it's just it's time. Why are we still testing non-sick people? Yeah. Why? Doesn't make sense. It just I don't when are we gonna stop this crap? This has got to stop. I mean, it just I, I don't get it. I re, I just don't understand. I felt bad for him. I mean John Rahm's got plenty of money, but he lost two million bucks. Yeah, I'd be pretty upset. I'd be pretty upset. And the and the way you told me, that's just that's so crummy. That's a that's a UT way of handling things. It's chicken that right there. Yeah, it's the ticket fiasco on Wednesday. It's the same thing. Yeah, the exact same thing. Just bad PR move, but very bad. Yeah, John Rahm, Patrick Cantlay went on to win that tournament. But John Rahm was up, I think, six strokes at the end of play on Saturday and had to mm-hmm. withdraw. He was he was playing. I watched some of that on Friday and Saturday. He was he was playing pretty well, but and crazy. I think even even if he would have just parred every hole the next day, he would have won by five strokes. Yeah, because uh, the others didn't. I think I think they shot twelve under. Yeah, he was at I mean, sixteen. <laughs> he he was doing he was amazing he was he was really working it and uh it sucks that's so bad stupid. for him but he'll, he'll be eligible to come back for the u.s open which is next weekend um he'll be eligible to come back for that i believe he'll be clear on tuesday they said next week so he'll get one day a couple days of practice in well i'm sure he's practicing anyway I'm but sure at that practicing. course he'll He'll get some time. So we'll, we can talk about that next week. I think that's a big story moving forward was, you know, does he take out his anger and revenge on that, on that field and that course? We'll, we'll see. But the third of the fourth majors comes up next weekend, Father's Day weekend, the U.S. Open, the weekend I'll be in Nashville for the big NASCAR race. You big love event. to see it. Sold out Nashville Super Speedway, 60,000 sold out. It's awesome that you get that many people in one space, but gross. Uh, you'll, I know you'll watch it. You'll look to see me. I'm going to have a big Section YY8 sign. You love to see it. Have the uh, Section YY8 sign from the stadium. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I'll oh, take beautiful. it in and Dell Jr. will comment on it. And sign it. Maybe we can get on his podcast. I doubt it. <laughs> I doubt it. All right. That's this week's show. Like I said, big weekend this weekend in Knoxville, Tennessee baseball versus LSU. Tigers, Bayou Bengals coming to town. They're going to be looking for revenge. I'm fired up about it. Gavin's not going to watch, right? Not watching, not checking my phone. So if you need so me, you, don't. What are you going to do during the game? Like, what's well, your plans? 
usually uh, you send me a snap of when it's about to start and I find that and I usually guess around six hours and then I send you a snap again. And then if you don't say anything for a minute, I'll wait. And uh, then people, I see people post it on Snapchat. So I got you. Uh, so you kind of, you check periodically to kind of see without watching to kind of see where, where the game is. Well, I, I give it like six hours to try to finish up. And then I start checking to see if the game's over. So then I can go walk, look at it. That's a good move. That's a very good move. It sucks, but somebody's got to carry the load, you know? So sometimes we have to make sacrifices and Gavin's making a sacrifice because I'm nasty because he's nasty and it's going to be a nasty weekend in Lindsay Nelson. Gavin's not going to be watching. I'm not going to be there. Balls should go 2-0 because of that. That's right. And hopefully we're back here next week talking about the Omaha Vols. Right now they're the Super Vols. But next mm-hmm. week we'll hopefully be talking about the Omaha-bound Tennessee Volunteers. And if we somehow get there, I'm going to work on going. I got to figure it out. But I might be making my first ever trip to the beautiful state of Nebraska, my which God. is which is a little bit ahead of the state of Kentucky. The cornfields oh. are beautiful. The coal mines are not. <laughs> Man. Uh, but we'll see. I don't know. I've heard Omaha's a nice town. We'll see. All right. Got anything before we check out, Gavin? Um, let's see if I can bag on anybody. Oh, the NCAA, they had that uh, softball tournament today, didn't they? They finished it up. I don't know. Didn't watch. I think they finished it up um, in typical fashion. Why would you not show that on like I don't know Saturday, Friday? No, something we got to do things on more exposure. We got to do um, things at night during the week. Yeah, it doesn't make any sense. No, nothing. Like I didn't hear hear anything about it. Softball is kind of entertaining to watch too. So I don't understand. Yeah, I enjoy um, watching it, but Tennessee. And then nobody knows. It. Nobody knows when your championship is. So you're not even helping anybody out. Um, NCAA is doing NCAA things. What about um, your boy LeBron? Oh, I'm so happy he's he's sitting at is the he, house like is, me. He got sent home, didn't he? Yeah, he did, and he's he's such a crybaby. God, I hate LeBron. Um, if there's one thing that I I don't like, it's it's LeBron and the way he cries about everything. Um, he got sent home. Um, uh, Dame Dalla, he got sent home. Mm. Uh, Luca, sadly, he got sent home by the Clippers. Bye bye. Ja Morant got sent home with Grizzlies. Um, Russ got sent home with the um, Wizards. Man, uh, who's the, left? The uh, well, I'll, I'll get to that in one second. Okay. Uh, the Kentucky G League team, aka the New York Knicks, got sent to the crib. Um, the Heat got sent home by the Bucks and the Nets finished off the Celtics, um, which I, I mean, I think the Nets are probably going to win it. Uh, they're playing Milwaukee. They just finished up a game tonight and Milwaukee won, make it two one. Um, and the game also going on right now is the Jazz and the Clippers. Uh, the Jazz have that lead, one zero. Um. 
but uh, Donovan Mitchell's been playing insane. Kawhi Leonard needs to pick it up a little bit. Paul George sucks. Um, <laughs> that's pretty much it. Uh, let's go down to the Nuggets and Suns. Chris Paul has been playing out of his mind, uh, playing like the whole game and no turnovers. It's it's fen- it's phenomenal. Um, and then you got the Sixers and the Hawks, which is tied at one apiece. Um, which is kind of surprising. I didn't think the Hawks had this in them to even win a game in this series, to be honest. But uh, I'm very surprised by what Trey Young has been able to do in uh, Atlanta. I would like to see the comparison between Trey Young and Luka. Uh, I think that's a f- really fun one to draw just because I think they got swapped. And uh, uh, it it's – it's coming down to uh it's coming down to the conference finals here shortly. We'll see. I think the next I think next week is when we'll have the conference finals. Um I don't see any game that's really going to be probably going to 7. I doubt I doubt the Nets take the Bucks to 7. Um I'm expecting Philly to take care of business and beat the Hawks. Um, the only series I don't really know about is the Jazz and the Clippers. And it's just because I don't know if Kawhi is going to get up and play or not, um, if Paul George is going to show up in the building or not. Um, and then you got your Nuggets and Suns, and I think the Suns will cap that off. Suns are actually kind of nice. Um, they're fun to watch, uh, which is weird to say. Uh, don't really like watching a lot of NBA basketball now because it's – awful they've turned into an awful product that centered around referees but um referees calling shots to go to the free throw line uh this is just a long 35 footers just pull up 35 footers uh it's just made the game so bad but i just got back from the bathroom gavin what have you been talking about I've been rambling about the NBA. Oh, the um, NBA. I don't watch the NBA. So Yeah. Uh, it's, Are the Hornets still in it? <laughs> absolutely not. Uh, it's playoff time. time. But I could really care less <laughs> about the NBA. But it's playoff time. Gavin, Hornets did been an out, Gavin did an outstanding job filling us in on the NBA there. In-depth analysis. You won't Booyah. find that on Inside the NBA on TNT. No, uh, Anthony Street Clothes Davis. Yeah, uh, I did see that. That was great. That's Bart, amazing. If, I don't watch the NBA, but I'll turn. I know when the game's off, I'll turn on inside the NBA to listen to Barkley, uh, Kenny the Jet Smith, uh, Ernie, Ernie, um, Lord, Shaq and Ernie. I can't remember Ernie's last name, it's slipping my mind, but just fantastic. I mean, that. They've been doing that show for years. It's some of the best. I mean, it's just a show to me. It's just like I'd watch it yeah, on TV shows. Yeah, I'm surprised they're able to like keep that up and running for so long with the same group of guys, you know? It's One of been... the best ones was when Shaq got up and tried to run and, and his foot got <laughs> caught on, on those cables and wires and he busted his face. And <laughs> Yeah, Bark, dude, it's been great. For, Barkley's fantastic on there. And I love Barkley because he just says what's on his mind and he doesn't care. Yeah, and he's nasty with it. He's nasty, nasty. and, and we embrace. Say, we just need we need more of that. We need oh, yeah. more of that. Like, it's okay to think certain things. It doesn't make you a bad person. It's just your opinion. Yeah, and say it with your chest. 
Put, I mean, yeah. don't don't be a coward about it. Don't if say you it say hide it, behind a wall. Yeah, and that's what social media, all social media, is anymore. Sad. That's all I got. Peace well, out. Well, that's Gavin's update, and that's the end of this week's podcast. We hope hope you guys enjoyed it. Remember, as always, to like the podcast wherever you listen to it. Share it. Tweet at us at section yy8. Um, help us spread the word about it. Uh, but appreciate everybody listening. We hope to be back next week talking about the Super Vols going to Omaha. But if not, we'll be back to break down what happened this past weekend at Lindsey Nelson Stadium. I hope it's nasty. Hope it's loud. Hope a lot it's of good baseball played. Get nasty out there. That's this week's show. We appreciate everybody listening. This has been the Section YY8 podcast.